everybody, and welcome to another episode of How You Like Me Now. I'm Jonathan Randall. Hope everybody's having a great summer. Things are going well. I'm excited. Next week is the first Save the Garden comedy show at the Elizabeth Street Garden, June 29th, 8 p.m. We're going to have a fantastic show raising awareness about the Elizabeth Street Garden that the city is trying to destroy. I got a packed lineup I'll be hosting. I got Ashley Austin Morris. I got Daniel Torado. I got the one and only Dante Nero on the show. It's going to be fantastic. Hope everybody will come out and check it out. Uh, we're going to do three shows this summer, the last Thursday of June, July, and August. The first one is next week, June 29th, 8 p.m. at the Elizabeth Street Garden. Hope to see everybody there. I was supposed to do a big interview with the director of the film Boycott next week for the American Jew podcast. She just canceled, unfortunately. Hopefully we'll be able to reschedule that sometime in September. Uh, I am looking for guests to have on that podcast. So if anybody out there has any suggestions, please slide into my DMs and let me know. If you're not following me on social media, please do at Jonathan Randall. And of course, I would love your support uh, from my Kofi page, please. I'll put the link to that in the description. Uh, I, I know usually I release the podcast on Wednesdays. I'm mixing it up now because of the studio. I'm going to be releasing this week on Friday uh, and moving forward. It'll probably go closer to Friday than Wednesday. I'm trying to work with the studio uh, and get this podcast out and create content and express my views and my opinions and do the things I love to do. Uh, I would love to make some money doing this, which right now I'm not. So that's another reason why you should support my Kofi page. Anyways, let's talk about this week. Uh, let's get started. This week, first of all, was uh, Father's Day, and it was also Juneteenth. Uh, I don't really celebrate much of Father's Day. I'm not close with my father. My father is not really a great guy. I did not call him on Father's Day. I feel no guilt about that whatsoever. Um, he was horrible to me growing up. He was not good to my mother, uh, and he's just not a good guy. So anyways, Father's Day was a bust. Juneteenth isn't really, I guess, for white people. I think it's more of a holiday, you know, for black people, but I think white people should know about it. I think everybody should know about it. For those of you that don't know, uh, Juneteenth is commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. So the Emancipation Proclamation happened in 1863, and that's when slaves in the Confederate States were declared to be free. But it wasn't until June 19th, 1865, that slaves in Texas became free, which is where the name Juneteenth comes from, and it marks our country's second Independence Day. It became a federal holiday in 2021 when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act, making it the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Day was adopted in 1983, which isn't bad for such a racist country, which America definitely is, but at least we're trying. I mean, it might be a little bit, but hey, that's pretty good that the last two federal holidays were to commemorate, you know, uh, the African-American movement and to recognize what they went through with slavery and, of course, to honor MLK. Um, anyways, I hope everybody had a good Juneteenth. I think it's great that it, it's, uh, you know, a federal holiday now. Uh, I think it's crazy that, you know, slavery was a thing for so long. Uh, 
all over the world and definitely how, you know, the roots of America and how it was pretty much built on slavery. So I definitely think it's important to have a day to commemorate uh, what African-Americans have gone through in this country and how it should be recognized uh, that people having freedom is important and it matters and that slavery is bad and that what an ugly part of history. And it's so unfortunate that that was, you know, had such an important part in the beginning of, you know, this country, America, that despite all its many, many, many flaws, it still is a pretty great country. Um, all right, let's move on. More things to talk about. Uh, there's a submarine, apparently, where these people pay $250,000 to go in the submarine to view, like, wreckage of the Titanic. And then, like, something happened, and, like, they couldn't find the submarine. And then, like, they were hearing banging. That was what they had to resort to, uh, banging, I guess. And then they picked up the banging on sonar. Now they're still trying to save these people. They're running out of air uh, in the thing, I mean, in the submarine. I think we know what it is. It's time for James Cameron to send in the avatars to help rescue them. But no, I'm pretty sure James Cameron's definitely going to make a movie about this. Somebody definitely will. You know, first when I heard $250,000 to go in a submarine to view the Titanic wreckage, I was like, this is not worth it. But now that I've heard it's like a near-death experience that's going to get news coverage 24-7 and the whole world is going to be watching and it's going to be this exciting ordeal that is going to probably have a movie made after. $250,000 sounds like a good price so uh the last i heard they haven't been rescued yet of course i hope they do get rescued but it's just crazy the attention that these very rich people get going on this like excursion in the submarine when then there are like refugees that like are on boats that like drown or have problems and like it seems like nobody really cares but when it's rich people visiting titanic it's like the world can't get enough but when it's like poor people from like refugees from other countries trying to escape the horrible lives and go to a better life people are all like yeah whatever no big deal which is just crazy that that's the world that we live in um the flash i saw the movie the flash i'm a big dc fan i'm a huge comic book guy love uh comic books like the flash love dc growing up was a huge fan of the justice league of america uh the flash movie is horrible it sucks uh it's not good at all i i could I, I think of maybe one funny part one decent part maybe the movie was just so bad and it's very unfortunate like dc is changing though the dc eu the dc extended universe is going to be no more it's becoming just the dcu that uh james gunn is like creating uh, they're gonna reboot the whole thing so i guess the flash is supposed to be like a reset but it is so hard to care about this movie if Seems like even DC doesn't care about the movie. Warner Brothers didn't even care about the movie. And they're just like, oh, we made it, but now we're changing everything. We're just going to put it out or whatever. But I feel like this is a problem with DC uh, that they do a lot in the comic books. I remember they did it with the New 52. They've done it with some other times where, you know, they, they build this like rich history. They create this universe. They have this thing that people care about. And then they want to like redo it. And people are like, yeah, but we just invested all this time and this energy into this universe. And now you just want to be like, oh, well, now it's a whole new universe and forget about that one. And that's kind of like a smack in the face to people that are like fans. And I feel like that's a problem right now with The Flash and with the new DCU coming. And that's why, you know, all these last couple DCU movies are doing so bad. It's because, 
You know, they're saying like, oh, you know, we created this universe, the DCU, the Snyderverse, whatever you want to call it, with these characters. Uh, now we're just like, ah, who cares about that? We're going to create a new one, and we hope it's going to be better, and we hope people are going to like it more, and we hope it's going to be more popular, like Marvel or whatever. But if you like the other ones and you were into it, too bad. Screw you. We don't care. Out with the old, in with the new. And it's kind of like an insult to fans. And I feel like now there's another Aquaman movie coming out. And like, no one's going to see that movie. It's going to flop, too. And it's because you guys got to realize that, like, we're investing our time and our energy into these universes, into these films. And for then for you guys to just be like, oh, forget it. We don't want to do this anymore. We're moving on. Now it's James Gunn's turn. It's like a fuck you to all our faces. And it's like, at some point, it's like, why are we going to care anymore? I mean, of course, James Gunn is a brilliant director, and I'm sure he's going to do a great job with the new universe. But then at what point, if those movies aren't successful or, you know, some more old tweets come out of James Gunn than now, you know, DC wants to get rid of him. Are you guys going to be like, oh no, forget this universe. We're making a new universe. And it's just like, there could have been such a better way to do the Flash. They didn't have to just like get rid of that other universe like totally. They could have kept some of it like alive and just showed a little bit more respect to like all those filmmakers and to the fans that uh, like it. Anyways, the Flash fucking sucks. I wish I could go back in time and never see that movie. Um, so, uh, it's been like a little while since I recorded an episode because usually I record in the beginning of the week. This week I'm recording at the end of the week. Last week, there was an issue on a Ryan air flight from Italy to Tel Aviv when I guess the stewardess said like, we'll soon be landing, not in Israel, but they said we'll soon be landing in Palestine. Yes, surely we'll reach our destination in Palestine. And, uh, you could imagine the people on this flight were not too happy. They were pissed. They were like, you better say the right thing. They were like yelling at the stewardess and she was just like no she refused to um they apparently were making threats they had to have like the police come when the flight finally landed in israel because like this stewardess was like afraid uh for her safety uh ryanair then issued an apology said it was a simple mistake and you know they didn't like mean to do that but it was like an irish stewardess i think and they do really care about the plight of the Palestinian people. Uh, who knows if she did it on purpose or not? I definitely don't think like she should lose her job or anything. But I guess it pissed off Israel so much that they went and they raided the Janine refugee camp right away. No, I'm just joking. They don't need a reason to raid the Janine refugee camp. Uh, and they did in the beginning of the week. Um, for 11 hours, I guess it was a, a pretty big raid. And it was the first time in 20 years that they used uh, attack helicopters. So at the end of this raid, um, at least six Palestinians were killed or died because of it. And uh, like over 90 were injured. Um, so that raid happened. It was very upset. A, a lot of pe people were upset, not only Palestinians, but, you know, countries all over the Middle East. Many people speaking out against, you know, this raid. And these raids are happening all the time, you know, and civilians get killed in these raids. One of the people that did get killed was a 15-year-old. And, of course, so many people get injured. Uh, it's horrible that these raids keep happening. I mean, this is a way of life for the Palestinian people living in the West Bank. Them, any second Israel could come and raid their houses for whatever reason they pick. They don't know if they're going to live. They don't know if their family's going to live. They don't know if their neighbors are going to live. They don't know who's going to die uh, any day. It's very horrible. Um, on top of that, you know, Israel announced that they were going to 
move forward with building like 4,000 settlements in the West Bank. You know, the U.S. was against it. So many people like, this is in the way of peace. Like, what are you doing? Why are you building these more settlements? It's got to, you got to not build settlements. You got to leave some of these settlements that you already have. Now, uh, make advancements to build more. And then even worse is they want to put Bezalel Smotrich in charge of planning these settlements. And if you don't know, Smotrich heads like a far-right religious ultra-nationalist block that always says racist things and is totally anti-Palestinian policies. Uh, so I don't know like why they're putting him in charge. This is not good. Uh, for the Palestinian people. It's not good for Israel. It's not good for stopping settler expansion. But I guess they think, hey, we need a guy to help continue ethnically cleanse Palestine. This racist Bezalel Smotrich is the right guy. So all this is happening. They, they say they're going to move forward with letting bigot Bezalel, you know, be in charge of creating more settlements in the West Bank, 4,000. Then they raid the Janine refugee camp. They kill a bunch of people. They attack helicopters. Are like in This is where people live and attack helicopters for the first time in 20 years. And then the response to that is there's a shooting um, in the West Bank outside of an illegal settlement, the Ellie Settlement, which is an illegal settlement according to international law. Um, but there was a shooting, unfortunately, and four Israelis were killed and four Israelis were injured. Um, I am against this violence, of course, but you got to ask yourself, if this Ellie settlement, this illegal settlement wasn't there and didn't exist, would these people have died? Uh, maybe there's going to be a reaction to raids that are killing 15-year-olds, that are having attack helicopters and refugee camps and, and flying over people's homes, people living in like a war zone, giving them the feeling that that's like worth their home. That's what their life. A helicopter is going to come over our head and shoot us. Who knows what's going to happen? So the response was that, you know, they, these two 20 something year old, you know, people want to call them terrorists, want to call them resistant fighters, whatever you want to call them, they're killers. I don't approve of what they did. I think it's horrible. But again, this is a reaction. Maybe if Israel didn't have this illegal settlement, Ellie, maybe if they didn't do this raid, uh, you know, the previous day where they're killing Palestinians, you know, that this murder wouldn't have happened and these Israelis wouldn't have died. But, you know, after it happens, they announce right away that they're going to uh, build another thousand homes in the Ellie settlement, which they're like, oh, I, I don't know. It seems like they're just like provoking Palestinians more to like do another attack. And then, you know, settlers all through the West Bank went and again created like pogroms pretty much where they went and they were burning through the villages, they were burning homes and cars and businesses and breaking glass. I believe uh, one person got killed, a Palestinian got killed um, in their like rampaging through the West Bank villages and like just destroying everything under the protection of the Israeli military. So isn't that crazy that like, uh, you know, Israeli settlers could go and run through a town and destroy burn it, set it on fire, kill people, and they do so under the protection of the Israeli military. But then two uh, Palestinians respond to, you know, uh, moves of 
settlers uh, of having, you know, settler expansion and to a, a raid that murdered their people. And, you know, they're the ones that are labeled terrorists right away. And that's like, that's what doesn't like match up. That's what's not like right with this situation. Uh, that's a problem with just calling it a conflict, saying the cycles of violence. It's like, do you understand? Like one people are gasping for air and trying to do whatever they think they can to make a difference in their lives and fight this oppressive force that they have been fighting against for over 75 years. So I'm against all these murders. Any murders are bad. Killing people are wrong, okay? Don't do it. But you gotta understand like the differences between like the two and not just like, you know, consider them equals and not just want to make the Palestinians terrorists and the Israelis the victims. Well, when you really look at the situation, that's not what's happening and that's not what's going on. So another thing I wanted to talk about was Abbas. He went to China. I talked about this on the last podcast. So he went to China and, uh, when he left, this is what he said uh, when it came to the Uyghurs. He goes, and I quote, nothing to do with human rights and are aimed at uh, excising extremism and opposing terrorism and separatism. That's what he said about the Uyghurs, uh, uh, Muslim ethnic minorities, a bunch of groups, one million Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and other Muslim minorities are in like a prison-like detention centers in China uh, on little or no legal ground. Uh, and typically, like if they just download the Quran on their phone, they will be sent to these detention camps. Uh, they're gross human rights violations. The whole world knows it. And the fact that a boss is like sticking up for China is sickening. I mean, this is what like what he said about what's happening to the Uyghurs is like what Israel says about why it commits its crimes against the Palestinian people. And neither are acceptable. I'm like so troubled by a boss's words. I'm like, Palestinians need a better leader. Like, of course, when you have such a corrupt, horrible, nasty leader like that, like, what, like, how do you expect to, like, prosper in life? Of course, your quality of life is so bad, you know? And I'm like, it's not, it can't, it's not only Israel. Like, when you have horrible leadership, like, that's a problem too. But then I was reminded by some people that, you know, Israel most likely put a boss in power in the first place, that if a boss, you know, uh, Israel will take him out if he does what, you know, they don't want him to do. And, uh, you know, I even heard some people suggested that this whole thing was just a, a strat strategy, a strategic move by Israel to discredit Palestinians by aligning them with China and by, you know, saying it's okay for the way the treatment of the, of the Uyghurs is. Uh, and I guess they're going to use the same thing to say, yeah, it's okay. That's why we do it to the Palestinian people. Anyways, Abbas is sickening. He needs to go. A, a, a great Palestinian leader needs to rise. I mean, maybe he already has, and he's in administrative detention. Israel put him in. Who knows? Or maybe Israel will just kill them and not let that happen because they want to keep Abbas because they want to keep Palestinian leadership bad because they want to keep uh, Palestine under uh, its their heel and they, they want to keep 
oppressing the Palestinian people. They want to keep expanding, uh, and they are not going to be happy until they totally ethnically cleanse Palestinians from the land or they murder them all, which is horrible. It's a horrible reflection on Israel. It's a horrible reflection on Judaism. It's a horrible reflection on humankind. And uh, it really sucks. I'm going to continue to call them out. I hope Palestinian people will call out bad leadership on, on their side. And I hope we can find a way to come together to, you know, have a better future, to make a better world. And it can't just be like this black and white issue where it's like, they got to go, or we got to go, or we're, they got to die, you know? Like, no, no one has to die. No one has to, you know, uh, all leave. Like, what we have to do is get along. Like, we, we, we're basically the same people. We love the same area of land. We have so much in common. We both won't eat pork. You know, we both, if we go according to, like, the Bible, we're both basically, like, children of Abraham. I know. He was, like, a horrible father figure. I mean, he seems a little unhinged. First, he's chopping off a piece of his dick. Then he's getting ready to sacrifice his son. Ugh. Anyways, uh, if you're not following me on social media, please do. At Jonathan Randall across social media. Show some love to my Kofi page. Uh, the link is in the description. Uh, next week, Thursday, June 29th, Save the Garden comedy show at the Elizabeth Street Garden. Hope I'll see some of my fans there. It's going to be an amazing show. Uh, I'm Jonathan Randall. How you like me now?